Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Vista Gold's first quarter 2020 financial results conference call and webcast. At this time, all participants are in a listen-only mode. Following the presentation, we will conduct a question and answer session. At that time, participants are asked to press star 1 to register for a question. For assistance during the call, please press star 0 on your touchdown phone. As a reminder, this conference is being recorded. Today is Friday, May 8, 2020. It's been my pleasure to introduce Pam Osali, Vice President of Investor Relations. Please go ahead, ma'am. Thank you, Cody. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining the Vista Gold Corp first quarter 2020 financial results and corporate update conference call. I'm Pamela Sali, Vice President of Investor Relations. On the call today is Fred Ernest, President and CEO, and Doug Tobler, Chief Financial Officer. During the course of this call, we will be making forward-looking statements. These statements involve known and unknown risks, uncertainties, and other factors they may cause actual results, performance, or achievements of VISTA to be materially different from results, performance, or achievements expressed or implied by such statements. Please refer to our most recently filed Form 10-Q for a detailed discussion of risks and other important factors that could cause actual results to differ materially from those in our forward-looking statements. I will now turn the call over to Fred Ernest. Thank you, Pam. And thank you, everyone, for joining us on the call today. I'd like to begin this morning by addressing the COVID-19 pandemic, which has and continues to have a significant impact on human life and health and on the global economy, financial markets, and commodities. The health, safety, and well-being of our employees and other stakeholders remains a priority for Vista Gold. We wish good health and well-being for everyone as we adapt to the conditions and constraints that face us individually, in our families, and as local, national, and global communities. While government leaders and medical professionals continue to address this pandemic, we affirm our commitment to conducting our business in accordance with the guidelines and restrictions in each jurisdiction where we have activities. Since our last conference call in February, we published the results of an independent benchmarking study for the Mount Todd Gold Project, which covered costs and schedules, we hosted two technical workshops with the Northern Territory Division of Mines to assist in their review of our mine management plan. We've conducted our efforts to identify and we've continued our efforts to identify and engage in discussions with potential development partners. And we have received a cash payment from PT Masmendo to cancel 50% of the Awak Mas royalty. I'll discuss these topics in greater detail later in the call, but I will now turn the time over to Doug Tobler for a review of our financial results for the quarter ended March 31st, 2020. Thanks, Fred, and thanks again for everyone on the call today. We do appreciate your interest in Vista. My discussions today provides an overview of our recently reported financial results and other information 
presented in our Form 10-Q for the quarter ended March 31, 2020. I would encourage you to review this document for a more in-depth analysis. I'll start today's financial report with a discussion of our working capital. We ended the first quarter 2020 with working capital of $4.9 million, which included cash and short-term investments of $3.2 million. This reflects a decline in working capital of $2.8 million since December 31, 2019, of which $1.1 million resulted from a non-cash, unrealized loss on other investments. Our holdings in Midas Gold was the largest component of other investments. Midas' share price, like many others, declined sharply in March and created this unrealized loss. Fortunately, Midas' share price has since recovered much of its value. As of March 31, 2020, we held 6.2 million Midas Gold shares, and we also had an additional 1.3 million shares of Nusantara resources. Aside from the unrealized loss on other investments, our uses of working capital remain largely consistent with the first quarter of 2019. While not occurring during the first quarter of 2020, as Fred mentioned, we recently realized cash for of $2.4 million for partial cancellation of the royalty that Vista holds on the Alwak Moss Gold Project in Indonesia. This royalty is among the non-core assets that management is seeking to monetize as non-dilutive sources of working capital. This transaction will be reflected in our second quarter 2020 working capital. And there's a closing note on our balance sheet. Vista continues to have no debt. Um, just a few comments briefly now on our statement of income and loss. For the first quarter of March um, 2020, our net loss was $3.5 million, compared to a loss of $2.7 million for the same period last year. The largest component of our net loss was operating expenses, which were $2.3 million and $2.1 million for the quarters ended March 31, 2020 and 2019, respectively. The slight increase in operating expenses resulted from $300,000 of additional stock-based compensation expense, which was mostly related to the timing of the grants. The other major component of our net loss was the loss on the investment that I discussed above, and this is a fair amount value mark-to-market, mostly related to MIDAS. And as I discussed previously, for the quarter ended March 31, 2020, we had a loss of $1.1 million. The comparable loss for the similar unrealized loss last year was $600,000. Management continues to focus on monetizing non-dilutive sources of funding. This may include sales of the minor shares, the nuisance terror shares, future optional payments under the Allock Moss royalty and Los Reyes option agreements, sale of new equipment, and monetization of other royalties in our portfolio. Looking forward, we believe our existing working capital, together with other potential future sources of non-diluted financing, will be sufficient to fully fund our currently planned activities for more than the next 12 months. Our expenditure profile remains well controlled and is expected to be generally consistent with 2019. We also have a $10 million at-the-market agreement in place that is subject to an effective registration statement but can allow us to opportunistically raise equity proceeds. With that, I'll conclude my comments and turn the discussion back to Fred. Thank you, Doug. I'll begin with our achievements during and subsequent to the quarter ended March 31, 2020, and then provide an outlook for the remainder of the year. 
First of all, the benchmarking study. As we've addressed in previous calls, in 2019, we commissioned an independent benchmarking study to assess the appropriateness of capital and operating cost estimates, construction and ramp-up schedules, owner's costs, and other key components of the project. The study was completed prior to the release of the updated 2019 PFS. In March of this year, we published a public version of the study and posted it on our corporate website. The analysis, review, and positive results of the study are an indication of our commitment to ensuring that project designs, schedules, and economic analyses are reasonable and appropriate. Next, Yawak Moss Royalty. As you may recall, in November of last year, we amended the company's royalty agreement for the Yawak Moss Gold Project in Indonesia to grant PT Mass Mindo the right to cancel the NSR royalty held by Vista. Detailed information regarding the agreement with PT Mass Mindo can be found in our news release, re releases dated November 4, 2019 and April 30, 2020. I'm pleased to report that earlier this week, Vista received the first option payment in the amount of $2.4 million, which canceled 50% of the NSR royalty. BT Massimindo retains the right to cancel the remaining 50% of the NSR royalty for an additional payment of $2.5 million by April 30, 2021. If PT Mass Mindo does not make the $2.5 million payment by April 30th of next year, Vista will retain the remaining royalty interest and can, pursue, and can pursue alternative monetization strategies. Next, let me talk about permitting. We continue to work with the Northern Territory Division of Mines on the approval of the Mount Todd Project Mine Management Plan, which is equivalent of a mine operating permit in North America. Earlier this year, we hosted two workshops with the, the division to assist them with understanding some of the more technical information included in our mine management plan. We believe the, the workshops were helpful and expect to receive authorization of the mine management plan in the coming months. Once approved, VISTA will hold all major permits for the Mount Todd Gold Project. Moving on to our share price performance. VISTA shares are up approximately 10% year to date. Our shares, like most companies, have been negatively impacted due to the COVID-19 pandemic and its impact on financial markets. Beginning April 1st, VISTA shares have been steadily increasing and outperforming the GDXJ. As mentioned in previous calls, VISTA is highly leveraged to the price of gold and we understand the value of higher gold prices as it relates to project economics. Since November 13th, 2018, the date when gold broke out of its uh, sideways trend through May 5th of this year, the gold price has improved approximately 41.4%, while Vista's share price has improved by 81.8%. This is almost two times the improvement in the gold price on a percentage basis. This compares to the value of the GDXJ improving 1.5 times the improvement in the price of gold. Looking ahead, our primary, primary focus for the remainder of this year 
will be to evaluate and engage a strategic partner for the development of Mount Todd. We continue to believe that the debt and dilution needed to build Mount Todd on a standalone basis is not in the best interest of our shareholders. Our objective is to achieve a valuation for Mount Todd that is reflective of a multi-million ounce gold deposit in Australia's low-risk Northern Territory where we enjoy favorable costs, robust project economics, and environmental permits already in hand. We believe that these factors, coupled with the technically advanced stage of the project and the excellent infrastructure, place Mount Todd on a short list of the most attractive development stage gold projects in the world. The 2019 preliminary feasibility study provides a solid basis for engagement with prospective development partners, and current market conditions demonstrate the robust economics of the project. Our goal is to provide appropriate reward for our shareholders. In addition to seeking a strategic partner, we will continue to de-risk Mount Todd in a cost-effective manner, work with the, the Northern Territory Department of Primary Industries and Resources to receive authorization for the Mount Todd Mine Management Plan, and monetize other non-core assets when opportunistic. And finally, with the continued improvement in gold price, we are evaluating the positive impact of higher gold prices on the mine plans and project economics. In conclusion, our Mount Todd Gold Project is the largest single deposit undeveloped gold project in Australia with 5.85 million ounces of proven and probable reserves. Vista controls the third largest reserve package in Australia. It is ideally located in the Northern Territory of Australia with paved roads to the site and other existing infrastructure such as power lines, a natural gas pipeline, a freshwater storage reservoir, and tailings and pumping facility. The project improvements we have discussed today along with our estimated reserve and production profiles have created the foundation for the leverage to gold price and improved shareholder value that we enjoy. We have earned the trust of the local stakeholders and believe that our social license is firmly in hand. We have worked hard to secure the authorization of the major environmental permits and are now focused on gaining the authorization of the mine management plan. We are extremely pleased with the results of the updated 2019 preliminary feasibility study which demonstrate a net present value at a 5% discount rate of $823 million with an internal rate of return of 23.4% at a $1,350 gold price and a 70 cent foreign exchange rate. At current gold prices of approximately $1,700 an ounce and a foreign exchange rate of US 65 cents per Australian dollar, the project economics demonstrate an after-tax net present value at the same 5% discount rate of more than $1.6 billion and an IRR of 40%. We believe Mount Todd is a superior asset located in a politically stable and mining-friendly jurisdiction and one of the most attractive development stage gold projects, not just in Australia, but in the world. 
For a more comprehensive assessment of the value accorded to VISTA and the Mount Todd Gold Project, I refer you to our corporate presentation, which can be found on our website at www.vistagold.com. We believe that VISTA Gold represents an exceptional investment opportunity for the gold investor looking for value, growth potential, low geopolitical exposure, and leverage to the gold price. That concludes our prepared remarks. We'll now respond to any questions from participants on this call. Thank you. If you'd like to ask a question, please sit by pressing star 1 on your telephone keypad. If you're using a speakerphone, please make sure your mute function is turned off to allow your signal to reach our equipment. Once again, that is star 1 if you'd like to ask a question. And we'll take our first question from Heiko Iho with H.C. Wainwright. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my questions. Good morning, Heiko. It's great to have you on the call. Always, always. And you guys mentioned the share price earlier and the, the large-scale leverage, and I think that's really showing. I mean, in so many currencies, we're just at all time highs in the local currencies, and I think that that really benefits uh, VISTA. Speaking of things that sort of benefit VISTA, you know, Australia's been reasonably lucky with this whole COVID-19 nightmare that's floating around the world. Can you guys provide a little bit of color on impacts that you have actually seen? And my gut feeling is the biggest thing is that none of you are actually able to go to Australia. But I mean, besides that, what are you seeing? What are you hearing from the people on the ground there? Uh, what's going on? Yeah, absolutely, Heiko. Uh, the uh, the Australians reacted very early, very very quickly and, and strongly to the uh, the COVID nineteen pandemic. Uh, they uh, have restricted international travel into the country. Additionally, uh, as indicated, our project is in the Northern Territory. The Northern Territory has implemented interstate travel restrictions and intrastate travel restrictions and uh, have, have done a lot of work to uh, you know, limit the, 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 the movement of people. I know that that's, uh, that's sometimes inconvenient. But uh, the Northern Territory has had 28 confirmed cases of COVID-19 in a population of approximately a quarter of a million people. They have three active cases right now. And, uh, and uh, the, uh, the plans are that if they can go uh, uh, 28 days after these three recover without any new, new occurrences, that they will begin to open up and to ease on some of the restrictions. I think part of the reason, well, not I think, I know, having talked with government officials, the, the reason that they've been so so strong in their response is that they view the aboriginal population of the Northern Territory, which is about a third of the population, to be at very high risk, uh, in part due to their culture, the, their, their lifestyle, their habits, and the fact that they don't often seek uh, health care as early as, as perhaps they should. And so they've taken a lot of measures that are, are uh, much more stringent than what we have here in the United States and Canada in order to protect the, those indigenous people. What it means for us is that uh, you know, we're, uh, we're not able to travel to uh, Australia at the present time. In fact, we may not be able to travel to Australia until late this year. But we, uh, like many other uh, companies, have uh, uh, locally, we have uh, our site has uh, been determined to be a critical business. We have presented and have approval of a COVID-19 management and mitigation plan. We conduct all of our activities in, in Australia in accordance with that plan. 
we uh, have uh, here in the Denver office, we're similarly complying with uh, local uh, executive orders. But we have become uh, much more efficient at the use of technology, uh, video conferencing, and other things. And, and I think that I can say with, uh, with a great degree of confidence that uh, you know, the, the, our inability to travel has not affected our ability to conduct business. I think that the, uh, the workshops that were conducted by video conferencing are, are an example of the fact that you know, while we face this pandemic, it's not had any significant impacts on our ability to undertake business and conduct business. Very comprehensive answer. Thank you for that. And, and, and building on what you just said, can you maybe just venture a guess on GNA savings during Q2? I mean, earlier in, in, in your response to my last question, you mentioned it may not change a whole lot until late this year with travel to Australia. But can you just maybe provide a little bit of color on DNA savings for the stoppage of travel, conference attendance, et cetera? I've seen a variety of shows go virtual, but I mean, how, how meaningful of a number is that to your company and how sustainable do you think these impacts are? Thank you. Well, maybe I'll, I'll let Doug Tobler respond to the, the quantum, the numbers in that question. Uh, Doug, do you want to respond? Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously travel being restricted, we've had virtually no travel expense since the um, first week of February. We canceled off some trips. We've got some credits that will be used at some future date. But I think it's important to make sure everybody's aware of when a plane flies, you won't see a VISTA person sitting in the front of the plane. So, you know, we have a, a pretty ratcheted down um, expense policy to begin with. But, you know, we could, we could be looking at somewhere between one dollars and $200,000 of, of cost reductions this year because we're not traveling. And, you know, some of that will be made up because we'll have some travel to make up at later dates, whether that will be starting in third or fourth quarter. Um, it's hard to speak to, but, you know, generally the things that have occurred to date were pretty much permanent changes. But, like I say, we're, we're not riding in the front of the bus, so our, our expenses haven't been that great at any point in time. Does that help, Michael? Yeah. Yes, it does. And I've complimented your expense policy in the past, and might as well do that again. Keep, keep up the good work, and, and thanks for taking my questions. Sure. Thanks, Heiko. Stay safe, guys. Thank you, Heiko. Thank you. Once again, that's star one if you'd like to ask a question. If there are no additional questions at this time, I'd like to turn the conference back over to Mr. Ernest for any additional closing remarks. Very good. Thank you. And thanks again to everyone who's taken time to be on, on the call today. These are uh, unprecedented times. They're certainly not without their challenges. We at Vista Gold continue to press forward with all of our goals and objectives, although adopting different technology to achieve the, uh, the, the ends that we desire. We're very pleased with the gold price, uh, tremendously pleased with the, uh, the, the demonstrated leverage that the Mount Todd Gold Project has to these gold prices, and we continue to be optimistic that we will be able to find a, uh, a partner to uh, help us advance and develop the Mount Todd Project. Uh, and while our travel, as Doug indicated, has been restricted, uh, we continue our outreach and uh, continue all of our activities to identify and engage with uh, those potential partners. <clears throat> we encourage all to uh, 
continue to watch for uh, forthcoming news with regards to the company and uh, and our uh, our advancement uh, in achieving the uh, approval of the mine management plan. That will be a significant event we anticipate in the coming months, uh, and and will will mark the point at which we have all of the major permits for the project, and we'll be in a position to uh, to uh, move forward without uh, without further delay as as we find the appropriate partner and as conditions permit. So. Again, we thank everyone for their continued interest in Vista Gold, for your support of the company, and we hope that all of you are well and that you stay safe, and we wish you all a very pleasant day. Thank you. Thank you, and that does conclude today's conference. Thank you all for your participation. You may now disconnect. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.